You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Sox in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and we are about to start one of the biggest series so far this season. The Chicago White Sox have already faced the Minnesota Twins early on and took two out of three at guaranteed rate field. And now we're in Minnesota, target field, two and a half games back in second place in the standings in the AL Central behind these same Minnesota Twins. The 33-17 Twins await the 30-19 Chicago White Sox. Two of the top offenses in the league with high-end pitching staffs. It is the beginning of an eight-game road trip for the White Sox that has the Twins waiting for them on the back end at home in Chicago next week. Sox-Twins 2020 simulated game as part of a full 2020 simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Found at 33rd in Princeton. Use Grubhub or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com and support a Southside tradition. You're listening to Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Welcome to Target Field in Minneapolis, Minnesota as the Chicago White Sox take on the Minnesota Twins for the first of a four-game set on a clear evening in downtown Minneapolis, a beautiful stadium, and we are ready for the first of four. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti, and Jose Barrios has 10 starts in his 8-0 with a 4.35 ERA, 62 innings. He's given up 67 hits and 26 walks for a 1.47 whip and 56 strikeouts. The Minnesota Ace ready to go here in this first game, and he'll face Tim Anderson first. Leading off this game, hitting 323 in the first pitch. Low for a ball, 1-0 the count. The Twins in first place in the AL Central. They've been there all year. The White Sox and Indians have been chasing. And while the Sox have taken two out of three from both the Tribe and Minnesota coming into this moment right here, the Twins dominated the Indians this past weekend and pushed them back, well back behind them and also behind the White Sox. Now the Sox come in two and a half games out of first for a big series. First strike called for Barrios on the outside corner. Anderson had taken the pitch right after the first one for a ball, so the count is two and one. Should be a fun series. At minimum, you want the split. But I'm going for three out of four here from this White Sox team. I think we can take these guys. Ground ball over to second base. Fielded cleanly over to first. There's one gone. The home crowd's excited. I expect excitement and noise and these fans to be loud just as much as I expect it the same way next week when the Twins come back to Chicago. Yasmani Grandal steps up, hitting 305, hitting from the left side against Barrios, where he is much more deadly so far this year. 13 home runs. Has him at the top of the leaderboard here with the White Sox and tied in seventh place in the American League, along with Edwin Encarnacion, who is also in this lineup today. Swings and misses at an outside pitch. One and one the count. Daryl Parker will take game one here behind the plate as the umpire. I believe this is the first time we've seen him all season long. Barrios, the righty, with the pitch. 
High and outside for a ball and a four-seamer. Two and one the count. He's bringing it in 94 miles an hour. The top four starters in the rotation going for the Twins this weekend. For us, it's our five, one, two, and three. Did not line up exactly the way you wanted it to as this one's flied out in the center field. Two gone, but... I will tell you this, Reynaldo Lopez has done very good this year. I'm not afraid seeing him start this series off. Also, Michael Kopech is fresh. You could combine the two of them into a very effective starter here for game one. A low inside fastball misses the plate. 1-0 the count. Now change up low, 2-0 to Jose Abreu, who's unfortunately sitting at 265. The average has dropped off this year. Although he is still a contributor in an outside changeup in the zone, 2-1. and one. Doesn't seem to be any plan to move him down in the order just yet. But there are several players hitting a lot better than Jose right now on this team. Namely, the guy in front of him, Grandal, and the guy directly behind him, Yoan Mancata. An outside four-seamer, 3-1. and one. It's interesting. Those two are so deadly. Pitchers have been going after Abreu more. I don't know if he's protecting them or they're protecting him right now. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Inside fouled off down the first baseline into the netting. 3-2 and two the count. Full count, two outs, top of the first. Low pitch misses and Abreu's going to go down 90 feet and the first batter is on of the game. With two outs, Abreu goes down to first with the free pass. And Yoan Mancada leading the team in batting average with a 333 average. Stands in on the left side of the plate. Nine home runs, 28 RBI. He's seventh in the American League in batting average. And he has been doing very well in the four spot for the White Sox. Barrios with the wind in the pitch. Dribble down the first baseline, foul. 0-1 the count. Clear skies in the first night of a four-game set. Not a lot of wind that I can see. As this one is now lifted out in the right field and is not going to get out of here. Can of corn underneath it in deep right. It's put away for the third out, and the Twins are out of it. So a runner reached base, but it wasn't a hit. No runs, no hits, no errors, and now Minnesota comes up in the bottom of the first inning. Reynaldo Lopez, nine starts, three and three record, 4.47 ERA over 50 in the third innings. A 45-hit, 22-walk performance. It's a 1.33 whip with 39 strikeouts. Besides the win total... And the strikeout total, he has statistically been better than the twin starter tonight, Barrios. As Byron Buxton stands in, hitting 272 in the leadoff spot. He had a rough season last year, but has come back this year and is contributing greatly to his team. He lays down a bunt on the third base line. It does not go foul. Moncada bare hands it and gets him. I thought Moncada was going to let that one go foul. He charged that perfectly. He was more than halfway between third and home, closer to the plate when he picked it up with a bare hand right on the line. The call is fair. He threw it from the crouch position where he picked it up and gets Buxton by two steps. The next pitch lifted down the first baseline, hooking foul just before the pole as Jorge Polanco hitting 342 stands in the lefty with a long strike and now swings and misses at a changeup 0-2. The Sox, 30-19, 11 games over 500, second in the AL Central. In their first season coming out of a rebuild. Meanwhile, these Twins team, they have their sights set on a long postseason run. 
and a division title. The White Sox trying to come out of left field, basically, and take this from them. Struck him out on an outside pitch looking. There's two gone here in the bottom of the first. And Luis Eraz. I want to say it's Eraz. I'll work on that. Two for nine lifetime against Reynaldo Lopez. Stands in and the lefty takes a strike on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Lopez working quickly. Throws low and away in a four-seamer at 95 miles an hour. Misses 1-1. One one. Two outs. Bottom of the first inning. No score. Chopped a short. Anderson on the two-hop. Scoops and throws over. And he'll get him. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. T.A. took his time. But a 1-2-3 inning go the White Sox. And after one, there was no score here in Minnesota. Aloy Jimenez got his 12th home run yesterday in Chicago. He's got a 9.04 OPS and 36 RBIs. All to go with his 277 batting average in the five spot for this team. First pitch from Barrios outside to Seamer. It's a ball. They have a shift on for him. Second, short, and third, all over on the left side of the field. First base is playing second, basically. Next pitch swung on and missed the changeup below the knees. One and one the count. Barrios working quickly as catcher sets up on the inside corner. He misses his spot. Sent out deep in the left center field, way back. And Aloy Jimenez, two home runs in two days, clears it 429 feet. Out of here at 110.4 miles per hour. A huge exit velocity. That was a rocket into the left center field gap. As I was calling that pitch, I was trying to point out that Mitch Garver, the catcher, had set up on the outside corner or inside corner. I'm going to look at this again. He was on the inside corner. The pitch misses, comes straight across the middle of the plate. Jimenez jacks it, watches it, flips the bat, and goes around the bases. And the White Sox strike first. Here in Minnesota with the solo shot from Aloy. That's how you want to start it off against Barrios. He's putting on more than a runner and a half per inning. Although he's 8-0, he has been supported by a very good offense this year that has made up for his shortcomings on the mound. Edwin Encarnacion comes up hitting 259. He has 13 dingers. The White Sox now have three players with 13 home runs, all tied for seventh in the American League with each other, with Grandal, Jimenez, and Encarnacion. One and one now, the Count Barrios throws one inside, a four-seamer swung under and missed, in on the hands. Now Garver sets up on the outside corner and misses with a slurve. Two and two, the Count, working inside out on Encarnacion. He's going to pop that one back into the upper deck here behind home plate. Count remains even at two. Swung on and fouled off now down the first baseline. And he's digging in here, trying to find his pitch with no outs in the top of the second inning and a 1-0 White Sox lead. Swings and misses at an inside pitch that was not in the zone. Went over his hands for the first strikeout from Barrios. Nomar Mazzaro will come up. He took the day off yesterday. Adam Engel had a very good day. Mazzara, who has been struggling as of late, had a rough start out of the gate, then got hot for about two weeks, and now is backsliding. Ricky Renteria saying before the game, you can only be so patient for so long. 207, five home runs for him. An inside pitch misses 1-0. Next pitch swung on and missed. 93-mile-an-hour fastball in the inside corner. 1-1 the count with one out here in the top of the second. 
Barrios throws one outside on a two-seamer that misses. Two and one the count. Angle brings better defense. Mazzara may have a little bit of a better arm in right field, but otherwise Adam Angle patrols that outfield a little bit better. We've seen errors out of Mazzara and misplays. We have not seen out of Angle. Angle's also hitting 100 points better. And they have virtually the same amount of at-bats. In fact, Mazzara might have a little bit more. But there was a platoon there for a while as he swings and misses at an inside pitch and goes down two outs in the top of the second. Two strikeouts in a row from Barrios after the home run from Jimenez. As he's getting back on track and Nick Mandrigal comes up, Mads hitting 236 with a home run. That was hit yesterday, 10 RBIs. His OPS, though, is 715. That's pretty good for a guy to hit one hit through his first 20 at-bats when he came up. At one point, actually skyrocketed the average all the way up to 270. It's now settled back down into the 230s. Change up low and away, and there's two balls quickly. I'm the tiniest guy I've ever seen in baseball. Low and away, 3-0. Luis Roberts on deck, hovering one point below the Mendoza line after starting to hit the ball over the last few days at 199. So these two rookies at the bottom still working on it. A guy like Barrios is going to try to eat them alive today because he's dealing with a very potent lineup and has to go after them. They're going to get pitches to hit. He just have to find the right one. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Misses inside. Mandrigal is going to walk down to first. So there's speed on board here with two outs in the top of the second. And Robert comes to the plate. As I mentioned, hitting 199, he has three home runs. A double and a triple yesterday at guaranteed rate field, 14 RBI. And he leads all of baseball with 19 stolen bases. The righty stands in against the righty Barrios. Garver, the catcher, puts down the sign, the pitch. Swung on and missed underneath a four-seam fastball. 0-1 to Robert, the pitch. Low and away, a changeup. 1-1 now, the count. Barrios has already used 38 pitches with two outs here in the top of the second. This one swung on, ripped down the third baseline. Fair ball over the bag. Madrigal only ends up getting the second. I'm going to have to look real quick and try to figure out what he was doing with two outs. How he's only at second base. They got to it quickly out in left field, but I feel like he should be standing first and third right now. The ball, I think, was foul, to be honest with you. It may have crossed the bag in the air. Fair, but the first time it touches the ground was in foul territory by about an inch and a half. So maybe Madrigal and his coach over at third base didn't realize it. Now a pop by down the first baseline. Fair ball, Mandrigal coming around from second base. He will score, and a run is in. It is two to nothing, White Sox, and they're going to take a meeting on the mound. The White Sox, with a hit down the line that might have been foul called fair, and then a bloop over first base that falls in. Mandrigal scores. All of this happening with two outs. It all started with Mandrigal with the walk. The single down the line that might not have been a single. And the blue pit over first base from Tim Anderson. Now this one's sent up the middle. Nifty play made. The only throw is over to first. It almost gets by. Dug out of the dirt. On a bad throw over at short. But the White Sox get two runs and lead 2-0 going to the bottom of the second inning. If you're a Twins fan, you're losing your mind on that inning. The Jimenez run, totally legit. But even me here watching the game saw a ball 
that did not land in fair territory get called a fair ball. Then a blue pitch scores a run. And it's 2-0 White Sox going here to the bottom of the second inning. The first pitch ripped out in the center field is going to be caught. There's one gone here in the bottom of the second. One pitch, one out from the Minnesota Twins. Going around the White Sox infield, it's the starters today for sure. Rondell's behind the plate. Abreu's over at first. Mandrigal's at second. Anderson's at short. Moncada's at third. Jimenez in left. Centers Robert right. Mazzara. Josh Donaldson hitting 389 still with 18 home runs and 51 RBI. Right now would win the triple crown in the American League if the season ended today. Swings and misses at an inside pitch. 0-1 the count. He bats in a weird spot in the lineup for a guy who's hitting so well, but they insist on putting him fifth in the lineup against righties, and he's even lower against lefties as he rips this one deep in the left field, tailing back to the wall, and gone. Donaldson cuts the lead in half with a 409-foot home run that got out of here at 105 miles per hour. Twins fans excited. Reynaldo Lopez can't feel too bad. He had 18 of them so far before he got his 19th. And he is on quite a pace this year. In the twilight of his career, Upper Tank hits the first row near the foul pole down the third base line in target field. And Mitch Garver, the six hitter, comes up hitting 311. Lopez has only thrown 10 pitches. He's got one out here in the bottom of the second, and he's given up a home run, but his team leads 2-1. Throws an outside slider, 1-0 the count. Garvers, 4-for-9 with two doubles, lifetime against Lopez. This is going to be a slobber knocker. All weekend long, both these teams have good offenses. The idea that you're going to see a 2-1 ball game at any point in this thing seems ludicrous. Heck, it could happen. Inside slider for a ball, 3-0, but pitchers beware if you're pitching in this series. That goes for both teams. Lopez in danger of putting on a runner right after giving up the home run. The 3-0 pitch to Garver. Hits the zone at the knees. 3-1. The next pitch. High fastball just misses. Lopez wanted it, but he is not going to get the call. Garver walks. So after getting the first four outs of the ball game and only taking nine pitches... On the 10th pitch, he gives up a home run. And then he walks a batter on the next five pitches. Eddie Rosario comes up hitting 244. With one out in the bottom of the second and a runner on first. Not a lot of speed there. The pitch from Lopez, low and away, a changeup, 1-0 the count. Next pitch inside, jam shot down the first baseline. Fair ball, it's going to roll into the corner. Mazzara's getting it in quickly. That's going to be a double. The runner's going to hold it third. Second and third with one out still in the bottom of the second. After the White Sox got two in the top of the second, Minnesota coming roaring back. And Miguel Sano is going to come up hitting 271 in the eighth spot. This lineup is stacked as an outside four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. We talk about the White Sox offense and how potent it is so far this year. But this... This offense is insane. They don't have a Madrigal and a Robert trying to find their way down at the bottom of the order. They are stacked from top to bottom. If you're struggling 
it's an anomaly in this lineup. Those guys are going to hit better. Next pitch, rocket it over to Moncada. He's going to scoop it on one hop, get it over to first, and nobody's going to advance. As it looked like it was going to be a line drive, runner on third, took a step in, took a step back, went back and tacked third base. Moncada got on the one hop instead, flipped it to first, and Alex Avila comes up hitting ninth. Avila is actually the problem in the lineup right now. I stand corrected. He's hitting 164. He's not an everyday guy, but he's in the lineup today, and he's going to swing and foul one off. There's two strikes quickly on him. So an 0-2 count with two on here in the bottom of the second. This is the guy that Lopez has to go after before Buxton can come up to the plate. I think Grandal knows it. Both pitches in the zone. Now he's going to foul off a slider high and tight. Count remains 0-2. You got to treat this nine spot with Avila in it today as like a pitcher in the National League. You got to go get him. Inside four seamer, one and two. I don't mean to discount his abilities, but based upon everybody else in the lineup, he's the easier out. Now he goes inside and almost hits him two and two, and Lopez is letting him off the hook right now as he's missed the strike zone badly on the last two pitches. Raylo. Needs to find that magic from earlier in the season right now as this one's fouled off a changeup down the middle. Two and two the count. The pitch. Hits the outside corner for Seamer. Rondell's going to flip the ball back. Avila's going to argue to no avail as Lopez comes off the mound clapping his glove. He gave up the home run, but he retains the lead after two. 2-1 two White Sox in Minnesota. You have entered the top of the third inning. Here at Target Field in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's also the family waterproofing solutions third inning. Good folks over there, veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned, as Jose Abreu steps in hitting 265 against Jose Barrios, who's on pitch number 43 entering this inning. They've got socks in the basement deals over there at Family Waterproofing Solutions after the water that got into so many homes this past weekend. You may have an issue that they can diagnose even over the phone over video feed they're going to do things safely, securely. They are aware of what's going on in these times. They actually took time off for about a month when they didn't have to to make sure they were set up to keep you and your family safe and do the job right. They're 3-0 right now. They cover all of northern Illinois, basically, with the exception of some of the far western counties, and they also have northwest Indiana. The 3-0 pitch on the way. Outside corner fastball taken for a strike, 3-1 to Abreu. Abreu walked in the first inning. Did not advance after that. The pitch from Barrios swung on and fouled back. 3-2 the count. Details coming up at the half inning about Family Waterproofing Solutions who also gives a portion of the proceeds to veterans and first responder organizations as Abreu takes a high fastball for ball four. He's down the first base. The leadoff man is on. Yoan Mancada comes up 0 for 1. Looking to get something started. Barrios standing behind the mound with his hand on his hips. Not pleased with himself in that at bat. Abreu with a moderate lead. Mancada in the left-handed batter's box. The pitch from the righty. Inside in the zone for Seamer. 0 and 1 the count. Mancada waves the bat over to plate. Now gets set. The count... One and one now after a four-seamer misses high. No outs, top of the third. 
Misses on the outside corner on a slurve. Two and one. A hitter's count for Moncada. Rios taking his time. Here comes the pitch. High pitch misses a two-seamer, three and one. He's frustrated. It looks like a ball to me, but he's not happy. Hat comes off, very animated, talking to himself on the mound. Moncada in the catbird seat right now at three and one with a frustrated pitcher. Into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and chopped foul, three and two, and he wants that back. A four-seamer, lower portion, dead red. Down the middle of the plate. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on and back up the middle. Hits Barrios in the thigh. He will scoop it and be able to get Abreu at second, but that's all he's going to get. Couldn't find the ball at first. He turned around. It was laying behind him. When he finds it, he picks it up and gets Abreu at second. Mancada safe at first. There's one gone on the fielder's choice, and Aloy Jimenez comes up one for one with the solo shot. And a four-seamer, 95 miles an hour, goes for a strike. He is 6-for-17 lifetime against Barrios with two home runs, counting the one earlier this game. And an inside four-seamer goes for a ball, one-and-one the count. So Aloy Jimenez likes the Jose Barrios pitches. Inside changeup misses, two-and-one. He's behind in the count again, the White Sox batters. Swung on and missed a four-seamer, two-and-two now the count. That one was in on the hands. The next pitch... Outside, swung on a curveball that was well outside the zone. Third strikeout for Barrios as he gets Jimenez to chase. There's two gone. And Encarnacion comes up. 0 for 1 with a strikeout his first time up. And Mancada leads off a first base. First pitch hits the inside corner, 0 and 1. He's 4 for 22. That's a 182 batting average against Barrios. And none of those hits were extra base hits. So Edwin, he does not like what gets offered by the Twins starter. Inside pitch ripped down the third baseline, hooking foul. 0-2 the count. Two outs, top of the third. 2-1 White Sox. Changeup outside misses. 1-2. White Sox making Barrios pitch up to 63 pitches right now. Number 64 is a strikeout, though, as Encarnacion chases a ball up above the zone for strike three. Midway through to third, still 2-1 White Sox. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. A beautiful Thursday night, the first of a four-game set between the first place Minnesota Twins and our second place Chicago White Sox. 
who come in trailing by two and a half games, and Reynaldo Lopez throws one low and away for ball one to Byron Buxton. Lopez came into the inning with only 27 pitches through his first two innings. Struggled last inning, looking to have a cleaner inning this time around. 2-0, though, with a curveball that misses low. Rondell calls for a high pitch. It comes in high in the zone, 2-1 on a fastball, high outside corner. Buxton, the righty, stands very tall in the batter's box, goes down low and gets this one and rips it out to the left center field gap. It will get down, but Jimenez will cut it off and keep it as a single. And Buxton, who has eight stolen bases so far this season, seventh in the American League, is on with good speed to lead off the inning on a solidly hit ball in the left center field. Polanco, the lefty, comes up. He's 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the first inning. It's hitting 340 so far this year. Buxton's going to go first pitch. Grandal down the second, and he is safe by a mile. So Lopez does a bad job keeping Buxton on first base as he's over right away. The pitch was a strike. 0-1 the count to Polanco, and Buxton leads off of second base. And a low curveball misses 1-1 one one the count. The next offering inside, ball two, two and one. He sets, quick spin to second, they're gonna throw over and they almost get Buxton napping. Close tag on him. He's in safely back at second base. Now Lopez checks him again. The pitch, swung on and sent deep, way back in the dead center field. Polanco has hit a two run blast off of Reynaldo Lopez here at target field. 427 feet, got out of here at 103 miles an hour. And it's three to two twins over the White Sox right now. They can hit, and Reynaldo Lopez has made a few mistakes now. He went out almost dead center, was a little bit to right field, but he tagged that one. So with no outs in the bottom of the third, Lopez has now given up two home runs and three runs in total. And Luis Arias, 0 for 1, grounded out in the first inning, the second baseman for the Twins. Stands in on the left-handed batter's box. And after the White Sox got two runs in the top of the second, the Twins have answered back with three unanswered. Anderson over to first after he catches a ground ball off the bat of Arias. And that's a 6-3 putout. Coming into this game, there's only three teams really in the American League race. The Indians at 29 and 22 are four and a half back out of first. The White Sox at 30 and 19 are two and a half back. Both chasing this Minnesota Twins team as Nelson Cruz comes in. He lined out into center field last time up on one pitch. He gets his first pitch this time around and he takes it for a ball outside. 1-0 to Cruz with one out and a bomb at a third. Now a low fastball above the knees goes for a strike, 1-1. One one. Rondell sets up on the inside corner, pitch misses. 2-1 the count. Lopez kicks and delivers. Pops it up in the center field. He has to take two steps back, but underneath it is Robert for the second out. Here comes Josh Donaldson. They're going to have a mound visit before he bats. Lopez served up one. 
the first time up against Donaldson. He is dangerous. 19 home runs so far on the season. And we have not made it to June yet. He could be chasing the real home run record. Because I only accept Roger Maris. Everything else is tainted. Right now, Donaldson's on pace to break that. Two outs, bottom of the third. First pitch fouled off down the first base line, 0-1. Leads all of the major leagues in most categories. Leads in average. Leads in RBIs. Leads in home runs. Leads in on-base percentage. The 1-1 pitch to Donaldson, who's a robot this year. Curveball high and away misses 2-1. Umpire not doing any favors to Lopez as he faces the right-hander. Swung on and missed on an inside changeup 2-2. The plan seems to be to go high and in and high and away. Comes back outside. He does not chase 3-2, so the count is full with Garver on deck. Two outs and nobody on here in the bottom of the third. Sox trailing by a run, 3-2. The kick and the pitch. Fouled off down the first base line. Next pitch, sent over to short. Anderson scoops and throws, and we're out of the inning. But not before the Twins get two on a Jorge Polanco two-run bomb. Three balls have left the field so far. Two of them by the Twins, and they lead 3-2 in this game. Nomar Mazar will lead it off for the White Sox. He's still a hair above the Mendoza line. He's 0-for-1 with a strike on the second inning, hitting 205. On base percentage, isn't even at 300. Having a very difficult season. The acquisition that the White Sox made for him, dealing away a minor leaguer that probably wasn't going to make it up here for a few years, so they just advanced to the same skill set, but it's not working out right now with Mazzara. First pitch on the outside corner is a strike. Next one's on the inside corner for a strike. He's yet to swing, and he's 0-2. Here in the top of the fourth inning is Barrios entered the inning with 64 pitches under his belt. Next one ripped out in the center field. It is not getting over anybody's head, but it is close to the track when it's corralled by Buxton. To fly out to center, and there's one gone in the top of the fourth inning. We mentioned earlier that Barrios has eight wins. That's the most in the American League coming into today. Although when you look at the 4.50 earned run average and the whip over one and a half, you realize the offense helps him a lot. Nick Mandrigal's up, sitting 236. He walked the first time up and ended up scoring. Takes a four-seamer inside. It's quickly 2-0. The tiny strike zone is a problem right now for the Twins pitcher as he misses inside on a slurve. 3-0 the count. Luis Roberts on deck. He is now over 200 for the time being, hitting 204. First time since opening weekend. Is an inside four-seamer, catches his own, 3-1 and one the count. Next pitch swung on and missed. Count is full as Mandrigal went for one at the knees and couldn't catch up to it. Now Barrios may be emboldened to just shoot fire down the middle and see if Mandrigal can make contact. Into the wind, the payoff pitch. Swung on and sent out the short. Fielded cleanly, he almost overthrows first, but Polanco makes the play. There's two gone here in the top of the fourth inning, and 
Luis Robert comes up with a single in the second. It went down the line. Advanced runners. He was left stranded, but the guy in front of him ended up scoring. Swings and misses. There's one strike already. Next pitch now lifted out into left center field, falling fast. Buxton can't handle it. It bounces it in front of him awkwardly. And Robert has his second hit of the game. He's two for two. So Luis Robert loves him some Jose Barrios. Good speed on board at first base. Tim Anderson to the plate. One for two in this game. A pitch out. No one's going. 1-0 the count. Robert with his lead. Now he's going. The pitch. A strike low to throw down from Garver. He is safe at second base. With a feet first slide. Garver tried to throw it from his knees. Robert was in. Just a delay on the call. Count is one and one. A low four-seam fastball makes it two and one. There's speed on second. Anderson with a base knock probably brings him in and ties this game. Inside corner and a changeup catches it. Two and two the count. Count is even at two. Two outs top of the fourth. The pitch to Anderson. Low and misses on a slurve. Three and two. Count is full with Grandal on deck and Robert on second base. Every half inning, whichever pitcher's on the mound, he's been in trouble basically all game long. Swung on and fouled back. Count remains full. Barrios into the 80s now with his pitch count. Ripped the short. Backhanded play made. Over to first and picked cleanly. Bad throw, but it works out for the Twins. They're out of the inning. Midway through the fourth, we're chasing one, trailing 3-2 in Minnesota. Mitch Garver will lead it off. Reynaldo Lopez starts the bottom of the fourth on 48 pitches. He's trailing 3-2. Garver walked in the second inning. The right-handed catcher stands in the batter's box and awaits the first pitch. Inside curveball just misses. 1-0 the count. Four for nine coming into this game with two doubles off of Lopez. Next pitch foul back into Grandal. A changeup low and inside at 81 miles per hour. One and one the count. Kansas City has just defeated the Angels. one nothing at home in KC. That is shocking to me when you realize who Kansas City is and who the Angels have been this season. Any given day, I guess, anything can happen. Two and one the count now. Lopez looks in. Grandal sets up on one knee. Low pitch fouled off. Two and two the count. Yasmani moving around behind the plate. Very active for Lopez. This pitch on the outside corner swung on and missed. And Garver is sat down for the first out of the bottom of the fourth. Eddie Rosario's one for one with a double in the second inning. Don't let that average in the 240s fool you. He's a hitter. He's one of those guys that's going to come alive as the season continues. We have a shift on form with Madrigal and shallow right and Anderson behind second. Mancato playing a deep shortstop. Third base wide open. The lefty fouls this one down the third base line. One and one. Next pitch high in the zone. A four-seamer. Two and one the count. Swung on and missed. A changeup low and away. The count is even at two. With one out here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Quickly in the line is Lopez. It's 
going to be fouled back off the shin guard of Yasmani Grandal. He seems to be fine. They're going to get back in there. He calls for the next pitch. And he's lifted down the third base line. Going to hang up there for a while. Mankata on his horse. Long way to go. Can't get there because of the shift. And that would have been out number two. Fouls another one off down the third base line. We're having nobody at third base. He's putting a lot of them down the third base line foul. Now Lopez goes low and away and misses on a curveball three and two. Miguel Sano stands on deck. Lopez kicks and delivers. Swung on and sent down the third base line. Hooking foul. Somebody's got to get this shift off. <laughs> Everything he's hitting is going to third base. 3-2 to count is full. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a changeup low and inside. There's two gone here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Fourth strikeout for Lopez. And Miguel Sano will stand up at the plate. The eight hitter in the lineup. The big righty with power. He's 0 for 1 with a ground out in the second inning, betting in the eighth spot tonight. Rips this one to the pitcher's mound. Lopez is going to field it cleanly and toss over to first. A 1-3 put out and a clean inning for Ronaldo Lopez. After four, each team has four hits, but the Twins lead 3-2. to two. You're in the DP3 Tech, fifth inning DP3 Tech, a locally owned Southside Tech business that partnered with Microsoft once the world changed and figured out a better way for you to keep your business going, even with employees at all kinds of different locations. And it'll work with your systems, small businesses, big businesses, no matter whether or not you're the boss or just an employee trying to impress the boss. It's free to talk with them. Details coming up at the half inning. One and one the count to Grandal. He fouls off a four-seamer, one and two. Here in the top of the DP3 Tech fifth. Fouls off a four-seamer high and inside. Count remains one and two. Garver sets up on the outside corner. They're going to try there. Grandal does not reach. Two and two, the count is even. One button. Imagine getting somebody on the screen with one button or showing something you want to show to the room with one button. DP3 Tech is going to figure that out for you. They've got it set up. It runs smooth and it's a lot better than your Zoom and your Messenger and every other thing you're trying to figure out how to use. 3-2 count. Payoff pitch on the way to Grandal. Here it comes. Swung on and fouled off. He gets another one. And it will be Barrios' 90th pitch as he's into the line. Fouls that one off as well. A good at bat here from Grandal. Eight pitches so far. Making Barrios work. White Sox have been doing that all game long. He's going to foul back another one. A high four-seamer protecting the zone. Count remains full. He's going to foul off another one right off the catcher's leg. Ten pitches so far for Grandal leading off this inning. Outside, he won the battle. He's going to walk. Yasmani takes his base on an 11-pitch at bat that has Jose Barrios up to 93 pitches already with no outs in the top of the fifth. And if the White Sox plan was to get to the bullpen, I think they're going to accomplish it, even though they trail in this game 3-2. And Abreu comes up with a walk in the third inning and stands in, ready to go. 
Inside Slurve misses, 1-0. He walked both times so far in this game. Still doesn't have it at bat. He misses high, 2-0. So Jose very patient with Barrios. The vet taking what is given to him and not swinging a junk. Misses low, 3-0. Moncada's on deck, hitting 330. And waiting for his crack at and he would like to have two guys on. Let's see if Abreu gets the green light. As you know, Barrios is going to lay one in there. He walked him. Abreu taken all the way. A close pitch on the inside corner. Doesn't go the pitcher's way. The first two are on with a walk. 97 pitches for Barrios. Socks down by one. First and second. No outs. Top of the fifth. And here comes Yo-Yo. This is one of those innings where you know you have to strike now. They've given you an opportunity, and a four-seamer hits the lower outside portion of the plate for strike one, 0-1 the count, and the fans give a cheer, and many of them getting up on their feet trying to cheer along their starter. Next offering misses low and away, 1-1 the count is even. A big moment here in this game. Pitch number 100 from Barrios is a strike on the inside corner. One and two, Moncada's yet to swing as he's waiting for something else. Now he has to protect. And he swings and misses at a four-seamer inside that was not in the zone. Moncada gets tied up by Barrios for his fifth strikeout. There's one gone. He's over 100 pitches now. There are still two on, and here comes Aloy Jimenez, and they're not even going to let him face him. The Twins are coming and getting their starter. He will be chased. Leaving with the lead but will not end up with a quality start today as he leaves in the fifth with only one out. The White Sox get to the bullpen early, and Homer Bailey's going to come in. 22 games, 56 in the third inning. He's got an ERA of 3.99, a 3-3 three three record, 45 strikeouts of 25 walks. Lefty's hitting 236 against him. Righty's hitting 213. Bailey is one of those guys that's a starter that's in a bullpen, and he gives them some flexibility so they have a long reliever that can bridge to the end now. Jimenez takes an outside four-seamer for a strike. Owen won the count. Bailey, the righty. His job now is to get to the eighth and ninth inning when they can bring in their studs. Jimenez's job is to say, no way, I'm going to jump all over you. Inside pitch almost hits Aloy on a knuckle curve. One and one the count. Lloyd's hitting 326 with runners in scoring position, so his average is higher by 50 points, almost. When he's got runners in scoring position as opposed to when he doesn't. One and two as that one's fouled off. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted deep out in the right field. Tailing back towards the wall. Will it go? It will not. Caught up against the wall. Grandal is not fast enough to advance. Everybody's held there. Jimenez almost hits the opposite field. Three-run home run, but falls short by mere inches. And Edwin Encarnacion comes up now 0 for 2 with two strikeouts and two outs in the top of the fifth. And after the White Sox get two on with the walks. And the starter Barrios leaves the game. As this one sent down the third baseline foul, 0-1 the count. They now have two outs, and Homer Bailey's trying to erase all of this momentum. Knuckle curve, misses outside, one and one the count. 
Encarnacion is going to foul off a split finger that was low and would have been a ball. One and two the count with two outs in the top of the fifth. Sacks trailing 3-2. High four seamer misses two and two. The count is even. Brondal on second, Abreu on first. Fouls off a four seamer that probably would have been a ball as well, so he's hacked at a couple of them outside the zone. Count is even right now to Edwin. Next pitch misses high and tight. Three and two. Mazzara stands on deck. 0 for 2 today. Sox would like to see Edwin get a hold of one right now. Misses low and he walks him. So three guys on all by the walk. They may be the three slowest runners we have in the game too. So it's station to station right now. Two outs in the top of the fifth inning and Nomar Mazzara is going to come to the plate. 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a very deep flyout. The pitch on the way. Fastball at the knees goes for a strike taken. He's 4 for 7 lifetime against Bailey. Hitting 571 against him. So even though he's had his struggles, he sees his pitches very well. Swung on and ripped down the first baseline. Just foul. That would have scored 2. Instead, it's 0-2. Fans on their feet here. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped in the right field. Knocked down. They may get him at first. They will. It was knocked down at first base. And the ball trickles behind the first baseman. Picked up by the second baseman. Arez, who gets Mazzara by a step. If it would have gone completely underneath the glove, it would have been a very different result. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. Trailing three to two, Alex Avila. Will lead it off for the Twins as the White Sox came a hair close to a three-run home run and a hair close to a two-run single with two outs. And unfortunately get nothing out of that inning. The Twins escaped to the delight of their fans and Reynaldo Lopez is one and one against Avila now. Here in the bottom of the fifth, only 66 pitches from Reynaldo in a tight ball game. Low outside changeup misses. Two and one the count. Swing and a miss. Count is even. Two and two on a fastball at the hips. Lopez misses low with a slider. Count is full. Byron Buxton's on deck. Talked about the first time Avila's up. This is the guy you got to go after. He's hitting about a buck and a half right now. You don't want to let him off the hook, but he walked him on the outside corner on a four-seamer, and that is disappointing, to say the least. That's an out you got to get in this kind of a game. And Lopez lets Avila get the free pass. White Sox bullpen started to get warmed up. Renteria obviously didn't like that sequence from his starter. An inside fastball misses 1-0 the count. Into the line, the pitch. 
Hits high in the strike zone on a four-seamer taken. Buxton didn't like it, but the count is even at one. 72 pitches now for Lopez. No outs in the bottom of the fifth, and Avila's on first. Top of the order now for the Twins. This one sent down to third base. Moncada over to second. They're going to try to turn it. They will. Moncada caught that about two feet in front of third base, right on the line. Threw that to Mandrigal so quick, and Mandrigal makes a perfect turn to get the speedy Buxton coming down the line. The longest 5-4-3 you could probably see. Very athletic play, not only by Moncada, but a great turn and throw by Madrigal to just barely get Buxton. And Jorge Polanco is one for two with a big home run, and the lefty comes in and grounds one to short. Anderson's going to scoop and throw across his body and get him by a half a step. He was moving down the line. They're throwing the leather out there right now, helping out their pitcher. The White Sox need a few hits, though. After five, they trail three to two in Minnesota. Top of the sixth inning, Nick Mandrigal's 0 for 1 with a walk and a run scored. Mad stands in against Homer Bailey. And the first pitch from Bailey swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. Three RBIs in the last three games for Mads. He's been hitting very well over his last 10 or 11 days. That 236 batting average is not indicative of what he's been bringing us over the last few weeks. This one's up the middle for a base hit. He almost hits Bailey. It bounces over second base, and Nick Mandrigal's on. We got good speed aboard to start off the top of the sixth inning. And Luis Robert, who's two for two today, and really starting to come alive over the last couple of days. I would say if you look at him over the last six, seven days, he's a hitter. No power stroke, really, but he's hitting doubles and triples. And several singles as he takes a high fastball, 0-1 the count. He's hitting 210 now. He scored 20 runs and has 20 stolen bases. At the bottom of the order, he has been very effective getting on base for the guys at the top of the order and scoring once he gets on. And he plays a very good defense. The hits will come. 1-1 one one as that one misses low. Robert is two for two. Stands in and waits. Swung on and ripped the short. It's going to be off the glove of Polanco. His only throw is over to first. Robert is safe with an infield hit. As it goes off the glove of Polanco, the scorer is going to make this a base hit. It hit him right in the glove. That's a home field advantage. I know it was scorched, but he needs to make that catch. It's a ground ball. Runners on first and second with lots of speed, and Tim Anderson comes up one for three. He's got an RBI in this game. Fouls this one off down the first baseline. Owen won the count. So right after the Twins got out of trouble last inning with the bases loaded, the White Sox put two on right away. This time with base hits instead of walks. And Bailey's in trouble. Ripped out in the right field, dropping fast. It's a base hit. Mandrigal's going to come around third and try for home. The throw coming in is not in time. Mandrigal just beats the swipe tag. That was a close play at the plate. Ball came perfectly in, up the first baseline to Garver. He turns around and swipes, and Mandrigal swung his whole body out behind the plate and hit the plate with his trailing arm, taking a really wide line to the plate and beats the throw home. This game is tied 3-all. 
Runners at first and second on the single from Anderson. Robert has speed on second base, and so does Anderson. The two of them right up at the top of the leaderboard in stolen bases here in baseball. Yasmati Grandal is 1-0 now in the count. 0 for 2 on the game, batting lefty here. And the next one is sent over to short. It's bobbled again by Polanco. Everybody's safe. That's called the base hit two. Come on. Is Jorge Polanco's mom the official scorer? The ball was hit directly to him. It hits him right in the glove and pops out of it. They're going to call it a base hit? He's got two errors in this game. The bases are loaded for Jose Abreu as Jorge Polanco's relatives continue to give him base hits up in the scorer's box. Does it bring your kid to work day and you're letting him figure out what are hits and what are errors? Folks, both of them were ground balls. Yeah, they were hard hit, but they hit him right in the glove. They weren't difficult at all. He isn't diving. He isn't moving more than a foot over to the right or to the left. And he, and he muffed them both. And I don't care what they score at the White Sox. Have the bases loaded. A tie ball game. No outs. Top of the sixth. 2-0 count already to Jose Abreu. Who has reached base on three straight walks in this game. And now is the moment to do damage. The pitch on the way. High outside fastball catches the zone. 2-1 to Abreu. 95 miles an hour from Homer Bailey. As they're on their feet here in Minnesota. Trying to wheel him out of this inning. The White Sox, for the second straight inning, a golden opportunity to put on a bunch of runs. They already have one off of what are seemingly two very difficult balls to catch that Jorge Polanco just couldn't handle and went for base hits. And also, there were some other hits mixed in there. 3-1 to Abreu as that one misses. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and sent down the third baseline. Just foul, a splitter inside. The count is full. No outs, top of the sixth. Full count to Abreu with the bases loaded. The payoff pitch here in Minnesota. Swung on and ripped back foul into the upper deck behind home plate. Count remains full. They'll reset. Here's the pitch. Swung on and foul back off the screen behind home plate. Abreu is connected with two in the zone, but fouled them back. He'll get another attempt here. Bailey checks the sign and delivers. Checks it up. Did he go? He did not. Abreu with his fourth walk, and Robert comes in and touches home, and the White Sox lead this 4-3. to three. Still no outs in the top of the sixth inning, and Yoan Moncada will come to the plate. 0 for 3 in this game. Are they going to come out and get Bailey? There's a big delay here on the mound. They will not. Moncada struck out his last time up in the fifth inning. He's 0 for 3 in the game. He's on the left side of the plate. Based on his average, he is due. And the first pitch misses outside. 1-0 the count. Sitting 313 with runners in scoring position. The average is even better than that for the entire season. We're in target field in Minnesota for the first of four. And Makata sends this one deep out in the center field. Buxton trailing back towards the wall. He is at the track. He will look up and he will make the catch. The runner is going to advance home. Now the throw over to third. And safe in at third base advancing is Yasmani Grandal from second to third. It was a close play. Mankata gets Anderson in on the deep fly ball to Buxton at the track. First and third. The Sox have tacked on another run. It is now 5-3 to three with one out. And Tyler Duffy will come out to pitch for the Twins. 
24 and two-thirds innings with a 1.09 earned run average, 21 strikeouts and four walks, over 21 appearances. So he has been extremely effective so far this season. And Duffy gets Jimenez, who hit a blast out into left center field, upper tank. And he now stands in with two on and one out. Abreu on first, Grandal on third. Swings and misses at that pitch, and after fouling off the first one, he's quickly 0-2. Duffy's going directly to work. Lopez probably has enough in the tank to come out for the next inning. You also have Kopech available if you want to let him come out and get some work. Swung on and missed a slider inside. Jimenez sits down. Two outs in the top of the sixth. Edwin Encarnacion. 0 for 2 with two strikeouts and a walk in the fifth. We'll come up with two out here in the sixth. Got a 545 slugging percentage. Even if the average is down in the 250s. This is low and away on a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. He's also hitting 370 with runners in scoring position. So when he gets the hits, they normally count. This is outside on a four-seamer, 2-0. Mazara's on deck. He has struggled. The pitch on the way. Misses outside, 3-0. Seems to be pitching around. Edwin Encarnacion. The 3-0 pitch. Down the middle for a strike, 3-1 the count. Next offering, swung on and missed. We had a full count now, high and in. Two outs, top of the six. Sacks, they put up three runs and lead five to three. And he swings and misses at a slider low and away out of the zone that would have been ball four. That was a bad swing. Edwin has some good numbers, but the strikeouts have been sometimes just atrocious. That was nowhere near the plate. Midway through the six, we lead five to three. Reynaldo Lopez is going to come out and pitch here in the bottom of the sixth inning. The bullpen is warm. But he only had 74 pitches. He's got the lead now. He's going to face Luis Arias. The three-hitter in this lineup was 0-2 against him so far today. That was pitch number 75 for a strike. 0-1 the count with the White Sox now leading 5-3. Inside four, Seamer misses 1-1. The temptation might be to go to a relief pitcher here. Ground ball to second base, scooped up, sent over to first. Mandrigal throws out Arias. There's one gone here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Nelson Cruz now comes up over two of the fly out and a line out, hitting 318. Like I said, the temptation might be go to the pen. I think the White Sox love how they line up in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. But in the sixth inning, if your pitcher at this point has been relatively effective and feels good, you have the bullpen warm, but you give him a chance to go out there. You don't know what a guy coming in from the pen is going to be like. You know what you have right now in Lopez, as he's 1-1 one one to Cruz, and has not been pitching a very bad game at all. Popped up, broken bat. Underneath it is Abreu. The first two are out in this inning for the Twins. And here comes the ever-dangerous Josh Donaldson. Donaldson is very, very good. It'll be interesting to see how they approach him. First pitch is high for a ball. 1-0 the count. He's 2 for 8. 
Lifetime against Lopez. One of those was the home run he hit earlier today. In fact, the other one that he hit in an earlier game was also a home run. So he's hitting 250 lifetime against Reynaldo, but the two hits that he's had have both been bombs. One and one now, the count after that one's fouled off. He's going to send this one down the third baseline, hooking foul, way foul. One and two. So Lopez, with the pitcher's count, Grandal sets up on the inside corner, pops it straight back and out of play. Count remains one and two. Two outs, bottom of the sixth. White Sox leading five to three, the pitch. High, he checks it. He did not go 96 mile an hour. Fastball came in there, but missed. Two and two, the count. Still bringing the heat is Lopez. He goes inside. Three and two, the count with Garver on deck. Lopez kicks and delivers. Swung on and missed. A curveball wickedly dropping out of the zone, and the best hitter in Major League Baseball of the day is struck out. And Lopez goes 1-2-3 through the Twins to end the sixth. 5-3 White Sox. And we will kick off the top of the seventh inning. Ciszek and Bummer get up in the bullpen and start stretching. Kopech and the rest of them have sat down. That's a pitch on the outside corner of Nomar Mazara for a strike who's 0-3. 0-1 the count. Top of the seventh inning. Sox lead 5-3. Duffy's back out after getting the Twins through the end of that last inning. After the White Sox got three runs to retake the lead in this game. Been a seesaw battle. Two very powerful offenses with very steady pitching. Swung on and sent back up the middle of base hit for Mazzara. He's off the snide today with a base hit. A single to lead off the seventh. These White Sox took two out of three from the Twins earlier on the season. The Indians have gotten beaten up by him. And that's been the big difference in the standings. There's a reason why we're in second and they're in third. Nick Mandrigal's one for two with a single and two runs scored. He's hitting 243. He has limited at bats. Remember, he joined the team later in the season. This one is sent over to short. Polanco fields it, sends it over to second. Down to first base, they're going to get Madrigal by a half a step on a close play, 6-4-3. And I'll be honest with you, nothing different about that ground ball to the shortstop for the Twins than we saw last inning when he dropped two of them. So the official scorer would call those exceptional plays, taking a two-hop grounder at th- uh, short if you're the Twins shortstop. Luis Roberts, 3-for-3 three three today. He's having a game. Stands in and puts this one down the first base line. It may get out of play. It will not. He pops out on the first pitch. In foul territory. Avila, the first baseman, smiles and heads to the dugout. The Sox go down and midway through the seventh lead, 5-3. to three. Steve Ciszek will come into the game. 20 games so far, 26 and two-thirds innings. Seven holds, a 1-0 record. No ERA, 34 strikeouts, 11 walks. A 148 average. Righties are hitting against him. 100 even lefties are hitting against him. And Mitch Garver, the number six hitter in the lineup, is 0-for-1 with a couple of walks. Takes a slider inside at the knees for a strike. 0-1 the count. A quality start from Reynaldo Lopez. He gave up three over six innings. He is the pitcher of record for the White Sox as they lead this game 5-3. An inside sinker misses 1-1 the count. Now... You turn it over to this bullpen. 
Everybody's fresh. I expect to see Ciszek, Bummer, and Colome in these next three innings. Check swing. They're going to say he went on a low pitch. Garver's one and two. And this is what a bullpen is constructed for. Your starter goes six. You got a two-run lead. You're against a very potent offense, and their job is to come in and hold them down. Pitch goes back to the backstop. Two and two the count. Meanwhile, it's gone final in Oakland. They had an earlier game today. The Rangers win eight to nothing in the Coliseum. Four-seam fastball misses three and two the count. They haven't paid the rent in Oakland yet. $1.2 million. They say they don't have any money. That's amazing to me. Major League Baseball should take over that franchise. So this one is sent down the third baseline. Three and two, the count remains. Crying poor all the time. There's a lot of people who live out in California. There are A's fans all over the place. Swung on and missed. Ciszek pumps his fist. There's one out here in the bottom of the seventh. And you're telling me you can't pay $1.2 million in rent? And it's not per month. That's your annual rent. I'm surprised they didn't release a player and say, well, we had to pay the rent. Eddie Rosario's one for two. Stands in on the left hand and side of the plate. He actually hits righties a little bit better than lefties. Ciszek is a righty. He has a double against a righty earlier today in Reynaldo Lopez. 1-0 the count. Next pitch comes inside, misses on a sinker low, 2-0. Ciszek in the high stirrups with the Sidearm delivery from the right side. It throws a sinker on the outside corner. Two and one as it's fouled off. Waits for the sign from Grandal. Comes inside and misses on a slider. Three and one. Miguel Sano hitting 268 with 10 homers and 43 RBIs in the eighth spot of the order. Stands in on deck. The 3 1 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. Three and two the count. Atlanta has defeated St. Louis 4-1. That's gone final now in St. Louis. The payoff pitch popped back foul into the stands. Milwaukee's finished off the Yankees in Milwaukee 5-2. Check swing. Did he go? He did at an inside slider. Borderline if it was going to be a strike or a ball, but they say he went around. Ciszek has struck out the first two. And Miguel Sano's 0-2 with two ground outs, and he will come in now and have his try, the big right-handed batter, against the sidearm and righty, who really sneaks that ball into the zone when he throws it inside. He's going to try it there and just miss on a slider. 1-0 the count. He throws that arm out so far, you have to stand back in the batter's box to be able to get an eye on it. It's really coming out of your blind spot below your butt. Sinker fouled off on the inside corner, 1-1 one one as he works him low and inside. Next pitch also low and inside, misses 2-1. and one. There seems to be a plan here for Sano. They go back inside again, and he fouls this one off. All four pitches low and in. 2-2 two and two the count. He's using sliders, and he's using sinkers. Throws a sinker inside that misses 3-2. and two. So again, a full count. Ciszek waits for the sign. The pitch on the way. Goes outside, gets him as a swing and miss. He strikes out the side here in the seventh, and Steve Ciszek does his job. We're going to the top of the eighth with the White Sox leading 5-3 to three in Minneapolis. Corey Guerin, eight games, 10 and a third innings, 2.61 earned run average, 2-1 record. 
Righty's hitting 286 against him. Lefty's hitting 150. The right-handed reliever comes in for the eighth inning, and Tim Anderson, the leadoff hitter for the Sox, is two for four and stands in to lead off this inning. So the top of the order comes around again for the White Sox, and they get a new pitcher. Swung on and sent out into left field on the first pitch. Can of corn. And there's one gone. Alex Colome is up in the bullpen next to Aaron Bummer right now this inning. Giving Ricky Renteria some options for the bottom of the eighth. We've seen him flip the two of them between the eighth and the ninth. We've seen Bummer as early as the sixth inning. He's been very creative so far this season with a working bullpen and a good team now. Rondell stands in on the left side of the batter's box. Fouls one off and now sends this one out down the third baseline. It just hooks foul before the pole. Hitting the wall there that runs right up to the foul pole in target field. Down the third baseline. Now a swing and a miss at a fastball inside in the zone. Sits him down. Garen's got a strikeout. There's two outs here on the top of the eighth inning. The first of a four-game set between two teams that are probably going to compete against each other all season long for the AL Central. White Sox come into this game down two and a half games. But with a two-to-one series lead so far against these Twins, and we're in hostile territory leading five-to-three as Abreu, who has walked all four times he has come to the plate and gotten an RBI out of it, stands in for his fifth at bat with two outs on the top of the eighth and an 0-1 count. Next pitch away, a slider, 1-1. 21,044 in attendance. Crowded in the lower decks and in the outfield, but in the upper decks, this is not a sellout for Thursday night between two very good teams. And I'm surprised Twins fans don't see this as a big series. Maybe they're taking it lightly. Maybe the White Sox need to remind them that we're back. And we're ready to go this year. One and two the count. As Abreu swung and missed at the last pitch. Two outs, top of the eighth. Garen gets the sign and delivers. High and inside, he misses on a sinker. Two and two the count. Into the wind again, the pitch. Checks it up. They're going to say he didn't. A slider inside. Abreu is going to turn around and talk to the home plate umpire about why he doesn't want to appeal that. Meanwhile, we're midway through the eighth with a two-run lead. Aaron Bummer comes into the game. Aaron has been stellar all season long. We got back from our commercial break so quick, I don't even have time to give you the stats. He's already pitching. He's away and low for ball one. But from memory, I know he's given up one run all year. And he's filthy. And Alex Avila, the left-handed batter, swings and misses at a slider away, one and one. He's hitting about a buck fifty. And the ninth spot is in trouble. Because I don't think Aaron Bummer's going to let him off the hook like he got off the hook earlier on this game. He takes a cut fastball in the zone that he doesn't even offer at, one and two. He looks out of his elements against Bummer. Next pitch sent down the first baseline. He got a little bit of a piece of it. Count remains one and two. Bummer, the lefty. Into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and missed a sinker inside. He ties him up. 96 miles an hour in on the hip. 
Bummer strikes out the first batter, and the White Sox have now struck out the last four batters they have faced. Ciszek struck out the side last inning. Bummer strikes out the first Twins batter here. As this bullpen, which is getting a reputation, wants to prove that reputation is real. Byron Buxton stands in, one for three in the right-handed batter's box and offers it an outside sinker for a strike. 0-1 the count. He's hitting 273 and slugging 525. Not bad. That's what they expected from him last year, and they didn't get it. Now they're getting it. Fouls off a sinker, 0-2 quickly. Bummer's working him low and away. Both pitches there. The next offering comes inside and low. He does not go for it. 1-2. and two. Aaron Bummer has a style where he just lets it fly. He's almost effectively wild. He does not hit the zone all the time. As that one swung on and missed high and tight. Buxton's down. Five straight strikeouts for the White Sox bullpen. And they've only faced five batters. Bummer's got two, and here comes the third batter of this inning. Jorge Polanco. He's a left-handed batter. Or at least that's where he normally hits well. He has to move over to the right side as he's a switch hitter. He's one for three from the left side of the plate. And a sinker goes across for a strike. 0-1 the count. He's slugging 6-0-4. This team can hit. So far, only three runs in this game is an accomplishment for the White Sox. Swung on and fouled back a sinker low and away out of the zone. He went for it. Got a piece of it. 0-2 to Polanco. Two outs here in the bottom of the eighth and nobody on. Bummer. Gets in the foul. That one off down the first baseline. He almost hit his first base coach right in the head. That's why they wear helmets. Aaron Bummer now with the next pitch. This one is chopped slowly down the first baseline. Bummer's going to make a hard play and get him at first. Close play. Polanco's arguing the call. The Twins are going to come out and argue about it. The White Sox leave the field. Looking at the replay, he's out at first. One to three put out. Taylor Rogers comes in. 18 games, 18 and a third innings. 0-1 record. 10 saves and 13 appearances for the Twins. 3.93 earned run average. 19 strikeouts versus four walks. The lefty moves Juan Moncada over to the right side of the plate, which is fine. He's 0-3 with a sack fly today. Maybe he'll do better from the right side as he struggled today in target field. First pitch low and inside for a ball, 1-0. So the Twins going with their closer while they're trailing by two here in the top of the ninth in the hopes they can come back in the bottom of the ninth inning. Palome warms and Bummer could also come out and start the inning depending on the matchup. 1-1 the count and a high inside pitch. The last inning ended. I'm going to describe it a little bit better for you. It was a little nubbered on the first baseline by Polanco. Bummer got to it right on the line after Polanco had run past him. So he takes one step outside and throws it over Polanco's head in foul territory and into the glove of Abreu. He beat him. It was close. I don't know if the argument that only lasted for a little bit as the pitch is one and two, the count, the pitch on the way, and low in the dirt, two and two to Moncada. I don't know if the argument was... If they thought Abreu didn't give him any room at the bag, or if he thought he was safe. Three and two now as that pitch misses low and inside with Jimenez on deck. Count is full here in the ninth. He swings and misses now at one in the dirt. Drop third strike down to first. Mankata's gone on a strikeout. 0 for 4. He looks to have finished his night. 
with a sack fly RBI. Jimenez is one for four with a solo home run. With one out here in the top of the ninth, he's going to take a curveball down the middle, 0 1 the count. This game is not over. Colome is anything but automatic as the closer. And this is a very good offense. On the other hand, the idea that he gets the inning all to himself may be a little outdated, especially the way that Ciszek and Bummer pitch and the way that Aaron Bummer has been deadly. I don't think he goes the entire ninth inning, but I wouldn't be surprised if Renteria likes to match up to start the inning better that Bummer could come out. He's not in a jacket. Well, no, he is. He doesn't look like he's done, is what I'm trying to say in the dugout. Two and two the count. I could be wrong, though. Next pitch in the dirt. The count is full to Jimenez, so two straight full counts against White Sox batters here in the top of the ninth inning. Mancata struck out. Let's see what Jimenez does with Encarnacion on deck. Swung on and fouled back a sinker that would have been ball four low and in. He's protecting the next pitch now on the way. Swings and misses at a sinker way outside. He reached for it. Second time he's done that today. The book on punching out White Sox has to be with Encarnacion and Jimenez. And both of them are next to each other in the order most of the time is if you get them full and they're trying to protect, they will dive for that outside pitch. You don't have to put it in the zone. Now, they don't do it all the time, but they do it enough that I notice it. And Edwin is 0 for 3, and he steps in. And he's 1-0 quickly in the count with two outs in the top of the ninth inning. Next pitch, misses the zone, a curveball, 2-0. Sox trying to close out this game here in the bottom of the ninth. No matter what happens here in the top of the ninth, they will try to win game one of this four-game set as this one's foul back, 2-1 the count. Twins sent their closer out as they have every intention to try to come back in this game. Count is now 2-2 two and two to Encarnacion. Rogers, the lefty, into the wind in the pitch. Misses inside on a slider and again full. So he uses all of his pitches and all of the plate. Next offering misses outside. And Edwin Encarnacion is going to walk down to first base. White Sox are going to make some moves here with two outs in the top of the ninth inning trying to get an insurance run. Danny Mendick's going to come out and pinch run and Adam Engel will face the lefty pitcher instead of Mazzara and take over in right field. And a sinker low and away, 1-0 the count. Engel's hitting 333 with three home runs, 10 RBIs, and a 914 OPS. And most of that damage has been done against left-handed pitching. Mendick has speed over at first base. 1-0 the count, low and away a sinker, 2-0. As Rodgers may know about this, White Sox have a tendency to put Angle in late in the game as a defensive replacement, especially if he's got to face a lefty, and this one's high and outside, 3-0 the count. Madrigal's on deck. He's no slouch lately. He's hitting 240, but well over 300 in his last 10 games. A strike across down the middle of slider. Angle taken all the way, 3-1 the count now with two outs in the top of the ninth, and Mendick standing over at first base. The pitch. Hits the outside corner, now 3-2. and two. Expect to see Mendick going. Count is full. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped down the third baseline. Going to be a difficult play by Donaldson, but he makes it and gets it over to first. Catching angle by a hair. 
He had to go deep in the hole for that one, midway through the ninth. The White Sox still lead 5-3. Adam Ingles in right field, and before Alex Colome comes in, Aaron Bummer is going to face Luis Areas, and he's going to immediately put one out in the left field. Throw coming into second base is going to keep him at first. I didn't even get a chance to explain to you that his splits against lefties and righties say that he barely ever gets a hit against a left-handed pitcher. But he got the first pitch from one of the best lefties in the game in Aaron Bummer and put it in the outfield, and that's not boding well. And the White Sox will go immediately to the bullpen and go get Colome. So not ideal starting out the ninth inning here for the White Sox. The matchup made sense. He hits far better against righties. And Bummer threw one inside on the hips. And he inside outs it into the opposite field right down the line. So now Nelson Cruz stands in. The Twins will bring the tying run to the plate. No outs here in the bottom of the ninth and a runner on first. Colome's first pitch inside cut fastball goes for a strike 0-1 the count. Moderate speed at first, probably not a threat to steal. Low inside cut fastball goes for a ball 1-1. One one. As we're in hostile territory with a two-run lead trying to close out the ninth inning. Inside changeup misses low and inside. 2-1 and one now to Nelson Cruz. The big righty stands in against Colome. Who delivers? Swung on and missed a cut fastball low and away. As they're working him low, inside out. Two and two the count. Grandal puts down the sign. They go outside. He doesn't reach for the cut fastball. The count is full with Donaldson on deck, the most dangerous hitter in Major League Baseball. Colome checks the sign. Full count, the payoff pitch. Oh, they're going to say he walked him. Grandal... Puts his head down. He can't believe that. That was a borderline call. Ricky Renteria is up on the top step. And you can see his mouth moving on that one. You better watch out he doesn't get tossed. There's two on right away with no outs for the Twins as they trail by two here in the ninth. Max Kepler is going to come in and pinch run at first so they have more speed. He'd be the tying run. And Josh Donaldson comes up one for three with a solo home run in the second. He could end this game on one swing. And you can't put him anywhere. You got no outs and two on. Colome goes inside and misses 0-1 the count. The next pitch on the way. Hits at the knees, a cut fastball, low and in, 1-1. One one. Strap in. This is going to be an intense bob in the ninth inning with two on and no out. And the Sox up by two in Minnesota. He goes outside and misses 2-1. and one. Rondell sets up on the inside corner. This one's actually going to go high and miss three and one with Garver on deck. And you don't want to load the bases here with no outs. This would be disastrous. Next pitch is ripped foul down the first baseline. The count is full and Colome has the biggest pitch of the night right here. With a 3-2 count and two on to Josh Donaldson. Nub down the third baseline. Moncada gets it over to second. He's going to get the force. He's going to get Donaldson at first at the double play. Yohan Moncada takes that right behind third base, and instead of taking the temptation to touch third and try to throw it across, he instead lets the runner get the third, plays the runner at second base, who's out by maybe two feet, and Donaldson is out with his foot above the bag as the ball arrives at first base. A very close 5-4-3 double play. There's now two outs. 
Garver comes to the plate, 0 for 2. He's still the tying run with a runner on third. Cut fastball, catches the outside corner, 0 and 1 the count. Sitting 319 with runners in scoring position. The runner on third means nothing as long as he doesn't hit one out. A low changeup misses 1 and 1. Two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Big play by Moncada to Mandrigal and over to Abreu. This one's rifled out in the center field, back towards the wall. Gone. With two outs, Alex Colome gives up a two-run home run and blows the save. His third blown save of the year. And the White Sox have a problem in the closer role. We got a tie ball game with two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Dead center field that cleared the wall by about five feet. Landing on the batter's eye before the ivy they have hanging out there in center field at target field. 416 feet, the estimated distance. Alex Colome still has to get the last out of this inning. We're headed to extra innings, hopefully now. And this is a turn of events that you didn't want to see happen. But that's why this Minnesota Twins team is so dangerous. The double play erased a lot in that inning. I know Bummer gave up a hit. He came out with a man on. But he had two outs and an opportunity there, and he gave up a home run pitch. He strikes out Rosario. The inning is over. But Colome blows it. And now his team needs to pick him up. We're knotted up at five going into extras here in Minnesota. Michael Kopech is out and warming up. I expect to see him take over extra innings for the White Sox. Nick Mandrigal takes an inside slider for a ball, 1-0 the count. Colome has already proven to not be good when he goes more than an inning, and he already gave up two runs in the ninth, and that's why we're tied in the top of the tenth. Sergio Romo's in the pitch now for the Twins. The righty takes over the tenth for them. Max Kepler now in right field instead of Nelson Cruz. Kepler was doubled off in the ninth, but it was all for naught after Garver, who was 0 for the game, it's a two-run home run and ties this game with two outs. Inside fastball, the Mandrigal take it for a strike. Three and one the count. He's one for three on the day with a walk. Inside pitch, he walked again. So we have speed on right away here in the 10th in the form of Nick Mandrigal. This game is not over. It's frustrating, but it's not over. The problem is your best pitchers have been used. So going with Kopech now, seems to make sense. You're going to tell him, young man, we're starting over the game. We just expect you to go out and pitch. The offense is going to have to keep up. Robert comes in, and the first pitch to him is outside for a ball, 1-0 the count. He's been very, very good. Very good. All day long today for the White Sox. And if he could have jumped high enough, he would have made that final out at the wall. It was just too far over his head. Outside pitch in the same spot as the first pitch. This time called a strike. It's an odd zone right now. The Twins got to run around in that ninth inning on what I think was strike three. A low slider, two and one the count. Roberts three for four in this game. He's got speed on first base. More first to third speed or second to home speed. Not really a stealing guy. Mandrigal has one stolen base this year. 
Low and outside, a change up three and one with T.A. on deck hitting 325. And Luis Robert is in the catbird seat at three and one. And he walked him. The White Sox have two on right away. They got lots of speed, and this is exactly what happened when the Sox scored three runs. Mandrigal and Robert got on, and the hit parade began. And Tim Anderson, who's got two singles and two RBIs and a run scored, stands in with no outs here in the top of the 10th inning. And the, the job here is to just try to get a run. He's got lots of speed on board. The first pitch, down the middle, 0-1 the count. Runners at first and second, 0-1 pitch. They're moving. Swung on and missed, the throw down to third base. He is safe at third, everybody's safe. Madrigal and Robert on the double steal. It might have been a hit and run. The pitch was way outside. Anderson offered at it. It didn't matter, they're both safe. Still 0-2 to Anderson with runners on second and third. A gutsy call. Now this one swung out and missed the slider outside. Anderson's going to sit down, but there's one out and a runner on third base. And Yasmani Grandal just needs to get this one in the air and we can get a run. Jace Fry has now joined Michael Kopech. Meanwhile, Grandal is going to be walked intentionally in the hopes of setting up a double play. Jose Abreu is 0 for 1. The bases are loaded. The pitch. First pitch in the dirt, rolls back. They're going to cover home. Mandrigal danced down the line but didn't come home. That would have been close. He will hold with one out here in the top of the 10th inning and a 1-0 count to Abreu, who's 0 for 1 and has four walks. An inside slider catches his own 1-1 and the count. With four walks on the day and an REI already, you'd love to see him get a hold of one now. Swung on and chopped back foul, one and two. Sergio Romo working inside on Abreu. Sacks packed with socks. Swung on and popped up down the first baseline. It's going to stay in play in foul territory. There's two gone. The White Sox with the bases loaded and one out. Even at one point, second and third with no outs. Now our base is loaded with two outs, and Yohan Moncada is 0 for 4. The average down to 326. First time below the 330s in over a week. He struck out in the sixth inning. He's got a 959 OPS and a 381 on base percentage. He is one of the more dangerous hitters on the White Sox. He needs a hit or a walk here to give us a lead back in the top of the 10th. Big at bat here for the White Sox. First pitch sent out towards right field. A bouncing ball. It's going to be snagged. The throw over. He's out. Rondal is out at second. The ball was fielded in shallow right field on a slow hop. A bang-bang play, but he's out. Michael Kopech will come into the game. This is his third appearance since coming back to the majors. He's 1-0 over five innings, a 1.80 ERA, nine strikeouts and a walk. Lefty's hitting 154 against him. Righty's hitting 333. He'll get Miguel Sano, and he'll be the starter for extra innings, basically, for the White Sox. He throws a ball high, 1-0 the count. Kopech's job is just to come out and pitch like any other game at this point. His offense should have been able to get him a run in the top of the 10th. They didn't. Every opportunity there. 
He's 3-0 quickly to Sano, though. He's not normally a relief pitcher, but at this point, you'd be bringing in less skilled pitchers than Michael Kopech. Four-seamer, 99 miles an hour in the outside corner, catches for a strike, 3-1 the count. So a new experience for Michael. He throws a fastball high in the zone for a strike, 3-2, battling back. Count remains full. Next pitch on the way. Swung on and sent to second base. Scooped and thrown over. That's one gone. Marwin Gonzalez comes to the plate. The lefty is a pinch hitter. Hitting 235. will take over at first base for Avila. Got one home run and seven RBIs in a season and a 658 OPS. Takes a ball outside. 1-0 the count. The pitch from Kopech. Misses on the outside corner. A changeup 2-0. There's an advantage to having a pitcher like Michael Kopech around for moments like this. Because he can go deep in games. Carson Fulmer has also done a very good job eating up multiple innings late in games. 2-0 pitch sent down the first baseline. Foul. 2-1 the count. And I don't think you're going to break his confidence here if something goes wrong. He knows he's not a closer or a relief pitcher. He's been told, you go out and play. It's our job to get runs. Right now, Ricky Renteria is going to sit there and say, well, my closer should have closed the game. And my offense should have gotten one of those runs in with the bases loaded in the top of the 10th. It isn't on Michael Kopech. Inside pitch. He walks him. So with one out, a free pass to Marwan Gonzalez. He's the winning run down at first base. As the Twins try to steal this game after the White Sox were in full control had brilliant 6th and 7th and 8th innings from Lopez, Ciszek, and Bummer after they took the lead 5-3, only to watch Alex Colome give up the 2-out, two 2-run two home run that tied this game. And Byron Buxton's at the plate, and he takes a strike, 0-1 the count. He's 1-for-4. He's got a runner on first. White Sox have not fared well in extra inning games so far this season with a losing record. High four seamer. That's a strike. 0-2 the count. And they have yet to win an extra inning game on the road. 0-2 the count. One out. Bomb at a tenth. Runner on first. Low in the zone and misses a slider. 1-2. Next offering high misses. 2-2. Buxton being very patient against Kopech. The righty. On righty. And he fouls off a slider coming in at 98 miles an hour from Michael Kopech. He can bring it. He goes low and away with an 87 mile an hour change. Buxton lays off it. Three and two, the count is full. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed a slider away. Two gone. Bomb at a 10th inning. Jorge Polanco takes a ball outside. He's one for four with a two-run home run in the third. He's 1-0 in the count. A strike from Kopech down the middle on a changeup. 1-1. One one. Two outs here in the bottom of the 10th inning. All tied up in Minnesota. 5-5. First of a four-game set. Ricky Renteria opting at this point, knowing it's a long series. He's going with Michael Kopech here in extra innings because we couldn't get it done in regulation and blew this one. The 2-1 pitch, swung on and fouled off. 2-2. Two two. I would imagine this is Michael Kopech's game at this point. 
you might see somebody come in for an inning. But he needs his bullpen. Swung on and missed. Kopech strikes out the third batter, or the third out of this inning. Fourth batter, and after 10, we're knotted up at five here in Minnesota. Trevor May is going to come in for the Minnesota Twins. Eight holds over 13 and two-thirds innings, 12 appearances, 2.63 earned run average. Lefties hit 280 against him, righties 136. Aloy Jimenez is now one for five in this game after a solo home run in his first at bat in the second inning. May, the righty, takes over for the Twins in the 11th. And a low outside slider catches the zone, 0-1 the count. White Sox led early in this game, then gave up the lead. And at one point, trailing 3-2, got three runs to take a 5-3 lead. Reynaldo Lopez then comes out, has a brilliant sixth inning. Then the White Sox combine with Ciszek and Bummer to strike out five of the next six batters that come to the plate. And that sixth batter grounded out. Nobody reached base. And Alex Colome comes in, struggles. He did have a runner on when he came in. But after a double play, the threat was really erased. As Jimenez strikes out swinging at one outside. Then he gives up a two-run home run to Mitch Garver. And he had Garver in that at bat. Very frustrating ninth inning for the White Sox. Then they get the bases loaded in the top of the 10th and do nothing with it. Now we have Danny Mendick in the game hitting for Edwin Encarnacion as he came in as a pinch runner. Renteria is going to give him a bat. Mendick's hitting 236, his first at bat, sitting in the DH role right now. An outside slider misses one and one the count. Next pitch swung on and sent in a shallow center field. Buxton coming in quickly, makes the play on the run. Two gone here in the top of the 11th inning for Adam Engel. Another White Sox player didn't start this game. 0 for 1 with a ground out in the ninth. Mendick and Engel came in when the White Sox were trying to get an insurance run in the top of the ninth, and it almost paid off for them. There's a four-seamer outside. Misses 1-0 the count. Could have used that insurance run, though, after the Garber home run. A low four-seam fastball at the knees catches 1-1. One one. Two outs top of the 11th. It's Michael Kopech versus the Twins relievers here. Because that one swung under 1-2. One and two. And Angle strikes out on a slider away. He's gone. So the Sox go down 1-2-3 in the top of the 11th inning. Five runs on nine hits. Midway through the 11th, Minnesota comes up next. We are in extras in Minnesota. Luis Arias is one for four. That one was a leadoff single off of Aaron Bummer in the top of the ninth inning. Arias has far greater stats against righties and lefties. In fact, he's terrible against lefties. But Bummer throws a perfect pitch right on the inside corner, and he gets lucky, gets it right down the line opposite field that falls in, and he is one of the two runs that scored in the ninth inning. Two and one quickly to him. After Kopech throws two outside, he comes inside for the strike called as he continues the pitch here in the bottom of the 11th inning. 23 pitches in the 10th for him. A strike on the outside corner, a changeup, two and two. The White Sox game plan seems to be Michael Kopech takes over in extras, and let's see how long he can go. It's like a second game. Let him start it. 
Inside pitch rifled out in the right center field. Underneath at his angle, he'll catch it in the gap as it hung up there. And there's one gone. So far, Kopech has retired four of the first five batters he's faced here in extras. Max Kepler came in as a pinch runner. He was doubled off on a brilliant double play to get the first two outs of the ninth inning. He's now out in right field, and he's hitting 202 on the season. Sends this one over to shortstop underneath Anderson's glove. It's going to be a base hit. So Kepler perfectly places it out in the center field. There's a runner on. And Kopech comes up and into Donaldson, who's one for four with a solo home run, and he fouls it off for strike one. Josh Donaldson can end this game with a swing of a bat. He leads in pretty much every major offensive category across Major League Baseball. He's having a hell of a season for the Twins. Kopech gets strike two and a 99-mile-an-hour fastball at the knees, 0-2 the count. The next pitch. Swung on and sent to short. Flipped over to second base from Anderson. Over to first. He doubles him off. And Michael Kopech sends him down again. Two very good innings for the youngster. Who's now back in baseball after that surgery. After 11, we're still knotted up at 5. Top of the 12th inning. Nick Mandrigal is 1 for 3 with a single and 2 runs scored. Got a 2.40 average at this point. He's been on the last two times up. He's let off the inning the last two times up getting on, but he's going to pop this one up to second base, and there's quickly one gone. Trevor May remains in for the Twins with one out here on the top of the 12th inning, and up comes Luis Robert. He's three for four, three singles, a run scored, and a walk, hitting 214 right now. Had a good day so far at the plate and in the field and on the base paths. Continues to add to those stolen bases. Four-seam fastball, high taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Next pitch to Robert, a strike. Letter high, 1-1. One one. Another strike, now at the knees, a changeup. Count is 1-2. Some Twins fans have gone home, they do have work tomorrow. As Robert swings and misses at a slider away. And there's two gone here on the top of the 12th inning. I wouldn't leave a game like this. These are two very good teams that are hated rivals of each other. You're the home team, and you came back and tied it in the ninth. Tim Anderson is now two for six. He stands in and swings and misses at a changeup. This is his seventh at bat. We are now around to the top of the order for the seventh time in this game. Even if you got a couple hits in this game, your average is probably going down. 0-1 the count, the pitch on the way. Inside pitch, he checks it up, but they're going to say it was a strike anyway. 0-2 quickly. Trevor May looking good out there on the mound for the Twins right now. The righty trying to have his second perfect inning, and he does. Strikes him out. He's faced six batters. He's got six outs. Midway through the 12th, knotted up at five in Minneapolis. Mitch Garver's one for three. He's got the game-tying two-out ninth-inning home run. That sent these people into a frenzy. Now lifts this one out deep into right, but angles underneath it for the catch. One pitch, one out, and Kopech needed that one. 34 pitches now at this point. Eddie Rosario's going to come up one for four, the double in the second. He was the last out of the ninth inning. Didn't matter at that point. Because Colombia had blown another save. 
inside, low pitch, 1-0 the count. And we've approached it before. How long is he the closer? When he seems to be far more shaky than Ciszek and Bummer on the mound. A strike high, 1-1 the count. Kopech into the wind in the pitch. A low slider, 1-2. So he's got a pitcher's count against Rosario, and he looks very confident out there. Look, here's a kid, comes back from surgery, struggles down in AAA all the way through April. Terrible statistics. Has two impeccable starts. Gets called up. As this one's popped up the Grandal for the second out, and there's two gone to bottom of the 12th. And now, doesn't look like he's feeling the pressure. He's got two outs in his third inning here in extras. And Miguel Sano is at the plate 0 for 4. And a low outside fastball misses 1-0 the count. Sano's got a couple of walks in this game. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and missed high and tight. 98 miles an hour over his shoulders. A long broadcast here from Sachs in the basement. It's all brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. The 33rd in Princeton. Use Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. This one swung on and missed. A changeup inside. One and two. We're going to stick with this as long as we can. If it gets out of hand, we might have to cut it short as this one goes away. A slider. Two and two the count. My intention is to go as long as possible to see what this what happens in this game. Swung on and missed. Kopech punches his fist into the air. He's feeling it. Oh, he's a star in the making. After 12, still tied up at 5. Folks, it's the 13th inning. And Yasmani Grandal is at the plate, 1 for 4. The lefty immediately sends one out deep in the right field, tailing back towards the wall! Gone! Yasmani Grandal with a home run in the top of the 13th inning has given the White Sox the lead again on the first pitch. His 14th home run leads the team 363 feet into right field. He will jump into Abreu's arms as he gets to the plate. The White Sox bench is feeling it. It is 6-5 White Sox. Big towering shot into the porch area and it's a high porch there's a wall out there in right field and Jose Abreu comes to the play Trevor May was a perfect 6 for 6 against White Sox batters until that moment and now Jose Abreu stands in 0 for 2 with 4 walks and an RBI and the Sox lead this game again 6 to 5 Michael Kopech has been rolling it makes sense to have him out there again Although I imagine the White Sox will have a bullpen going in case he gets into trouble. The young man has done very well. He has not gone more than three innings since he's gotten up here to the majors. Coming out of the bullpen as he gets reacclimated to baseball. 3-0 to count now to Abreu who's working on his fifth walk and Yohan Moncada is hitting 324, standing on deck. May continues to stand out there and pitch for the Twins. As the White Sox will try to put it away yet again here in the bottom of the 13th inning. A crazy game here in Minnesota. Swung on and missed. The count is full. Three and two the count. Everything around baseball is final except for this game. As this pitch is outside, a slider. And Abreu walks down the first base. So Moncada will come to the plate. 
The White Sox are warming up Jace Fry and Evan Marshall. They're the two most effective pitchers that are standing in the bullpen right now if you want a righty and a lefty. You could also make an argument Carson Fulmer has been very good. I don't think you're going to see Kelvin Herrera in this game at all. He has been the shakiest. The only guy shakier than him was the closer that we saw tonight, Colome. Moncada's 0 for 5. He's got a sack fly as well. He's had a rough game today. You know he really wants to tack on some extra runs right now to make up for how his day has been going. Lots of struggles for Yuan. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Low, it's 3-0. And May is struggling now, and the fans are getting very restless in Minnesota. In the distance, I see a lightning crack. As it's 3-0. Swung on and missed a four-seamer away. 3-1 the count. No outs, top of the 13th inning. The White Sox lead 6-5 on a Grandal solo shot. And now, a full count as Mankata swings and misses at one up and in in the zone. He has not looked very good at the plate tonight. But he's going to take ball four low. And after the leadoff home run, two free passes from Trevor May. The Twins reliever having a hard time here in the top of the 13th inning. And Aloy Jimenez is going to come to the plate one for six. And Jose Abreu is going to come out of the game now. Larry Garcia is going to go down to second base. With a runner in scoring position and only a one-run lead, Ricky Renteria wants to make sure he gets this game. He's pulling out all the stops right now on the top of the 13th inning. He's going to put more speed on second. A curveball misses. So Leary goes into the first base spot for now. Sox would have a few options of how they want to move things around defensively at the end of this game as that pitch is high and outside, one and one the count. Likely, Grandal goes down the first and plays first base. He's done that before, and McCann gets behind the plate. Another option is you could have Moncada play first. We've seen him do that before. One and two the count to Jimenez. Ground ball towards second base, a low, slow roller. They're only going to be able to get the runner at first. Jimenez, the other two advance, second and third, with one out here on the top of the 13th inning. And this answers the question right here about Renteria and what he's going to do, because McCann is now going to come in, and he is going to hit for Mendick. And the bench is cleared of all players on the White Sox at this point. With one out in the top of the 13th. An outside changeup hits for a strike. Owen won the count. So Ricky Renteria's rolling the dice. He's going to win this thing in the 13th inning. As this ball is fouled back, Owen to the count. He has pulled out all the stops in the hopes of getting another run here as he has a 6 5 lead. McCann offers that but checks up. And an outside slider, one and two the count. May remains in the game. He's up to 40 pitches, the reliever, as the Twins are running out of options. The one-two pitch on the way. High and outside, two and two. First base is open. Angles on deck. Low and away, three and two the count is full to James McCann. McCann's hitting 3.09. The 3-2 pitch. Four-seam fastball misses. Bases are loaded. One out. Adam Engel comes to the plate in the top of the 13th inning. Tyler Clipper is going to get in here finally for the Twins. They're trying to warm him up. 
12 and a third innings pitch and an ERA of 1.46. He's 0-1. Righty's hitting 0.56 against him. Lefty's hitting 2.69. And he's going to come in now and pitch the angle with one out in the top of the 13th inning and the base is loaded. Sox already up by a run. And it'll all be up to what happens in the 13th inning. Clipper checks and delivers. Misses outside on a splitter, 1-0 the count. Pitch away on a changeup, 2-0. McCann's on first, Makata's on second. Larry Garcia, the pinch runner for Abreu's on third. High four seamer taken for a strike, 2-1. The next offering, down in the dirt, it's going to pop up and roll away a little bit, but not enough. Garcia thought about it, but doesn't go home. A 3-1 count here to Angle. And here's the pitch. It's away. He walks him, and a run is in. The White Sox lead 7-5 here in the top of the 13th inning. And Nick Madrigal is going to come to the plate. So the Sox are putting it together now. And Nick Madrigal is at the plate. One for four. Single, two runs scored. First pitch down the third baseline. They're only going to have a play over at first. Another run will score. It's 8-5. The Sox have put on three here in the top of the 13th, and they're starting to head for the exits. Robert will come to the plate now with runners at second and third. The Twins will still get the bottom of the 13th, but it's a three-run lead for the White Sox. Big, big, big inning for this team. The bouncing ball down the third baseline. That just kind of dies, and Madrigal is out at first, but gets the runner home. A high pitch for ball one to Luis Robert. Next pitch, skied into right field. When it comes down, the inning will probably be over. It is, but the White Sox put up three runs here in the top of the 13th inning, and they will try to win it in the bottom of the 13th. For the second time, they try to close out the Twins on Thursday night in Minnesota. The White Sox have elected to just let Leury Garcia play first base. That's the plan. So he'll stand over there and cover first. And the first pitch to Marwan Gonzalez from Michael Kopech is a strike on the inside corner. 0-1 the count. I think the feeling is let the youngster throw to the same catcher. He does well with Grandal and inside fastball 0-2. As Kopech goes right after Marwan Gonzalez, who's hitting 235. Swung and a miss. He sits him down on three pitches. There's one out here in the bottom of the 13th. So the White Sox go to work right away here. Get the first out immediately in the bottom of the 13th inning with a three-run lead. Byron Buxton's up. Michael Kopech's ready. Buxton's one for five into the line and the pitch on the way. Fouled off. 0-1 the count. There are pitchers ready out in the bullpen, but there's no reason to go get them unless Kopech has any trouble here. He has been bringing the heat and been very difficult for this Twins team. Took over in the 10th inning and has been the only pitcher since this game basically restarted in the 10th for the White Sox. 1-1 as that pitch misses low and inside. Into the line in the pitch. A strike on the inside corner. No, they're going to call that a ball. I'm telling you, the zone has been weird today. That one clearly landed inside the strike zone, and he didn't get it. 
Next one is grounded over to Moncada. That's why he's still there. And Garcia drops the ball at first base. Oh, you got to be kidding me. How hard is it to catch a ball thrown over to you? And after he drops that ball, folks, the White Sox actually had Liasmani Grandal take off the equipment, go down and stand at first base. Leary Garcia has been pulled from the game for being useless over there after a great play by Moncada. McCann goes behind the plate, and if for some reason we went into the 14th inning, the pitcher now has to bat. I can't believe what just happened, but we're not putting up with this. A slider on the outside corner is a strike, one and one the count now. So Grandal's over at first. Thinking that Leary Garcia could just stand there and catch a ball thrown to him was obviously a mistake on our part. Kopech now misses low, two and one the count. So there's a runner on first. We're up by three. One out. We're trying to end this game. We're not putting up with any more hijinks. Kopech into the wind in the pitch. Inside misses three and one. Luisa Reyes stands on deck. 3-1 pitch on the way. Fouled off down the third base line. Three and two the count with one out in the bottom of the 13th inning. Polanco, the lefty's up. Buxton on first base. He's being ignored. Sent down the first base line. Grandal will field it and flip the Kopech. So that's a good thing we got somebody there that can catch it first base now. That's the second out. There's two gone. And here's the guy I've been waiting for all night long. Luis Arias. Let's end this right now. Runner on second, Buxton, matters not. Three-run lead for the White Sox here in the bottom of the 13th. Two outs. First pitch inside taken for a ball, a slider, 1-0 the count. Next pitch fouled off down the first base line, 1-1. One one. Two outs, bottom of the 13th, Sox up by three. Buxton's on second. Arias at the plate. Kopech, pitch number 59 here in extras. Down the first base line, it's a foul ball. 1-2 the count. Let's finish this off, Michael. I want to go home. The pitch. Pops it up, and when this ball comes down in a Nick Mandrigal's glove, this ball game is over! The Chicago White Sox blow it in the ninth inning. Score three in the top of the 13th. Michael Kopech, a great four-inning performance. The White Sox take the first of this four-game set. We'll be back very soon tomorrow for game two. A late game into the night, and the White Sox cut the Twins' two-and-a-half game lead to one-and-a-half with an 8-5 to win in 13 innings on the road. Kopech, 2-0 and with the win. May, 0-1 with the loss. That's all you need to know. Follow SoxOn35th.com and get the rest of the details about what happened in this game. I'm spent. I'm done. This is Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans by fans. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.